Welcome to the Crossview Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy the message this morning. For more information, visit us at mycrossview.com. Good morning. Uh, really a joy to be here with you this morning. Uh, yeah, it was five years ago. I thought about it yesterday and the details were coming back to me, but it was five years ago. Uh, I was here at the church, but not Sunday morning. It wasn't in the sanctuary. Uh, we had a delicious dinner outside, so delicious that I found out about your black party and scheduled this visit around the black party. <laughs> uh, so really excited for more good food afterwards. Um, I want to first start out by thanking uh, Pastor Mark and, and Judy. Uh, Mark was at the airport Friday evening, uh, 8 o'clock. Um, I sure he, I'm sure he could have done something else at 8 o'clock on, on Friday, but he was there at the airport picking me up, and I've spent a couple nights now at their house, and uh, bacon and eggs when I showed up, because I didn't have any dinner on the five-and-a-half-hour flight, um, so Judy was cooking for me, and uh, looked forward to the uh, parachute jump this afternoon, I heard. No, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, I just really appreciate them. Um, thank you, Pastor Kyle, for hanging out with me yesterday, and Christina for letting him, and taking care of the kids, and um, just really had a good time with Kyle. Um, it, after a, a movie that we went to and hanging out, uh, it was time for dinner, and he said, how about really good pizza? So we found this uh, pizza coop, right, somewhat nearby, and, uh, but the line was outside, but he said, no worries, let's go in and see how long the wait is, and so we went up there, and uh, nice, very nice girl, uh, said, oh, it's just the two of you? Great. I have, if you don't mind, I have two spots only open at the bar. And she goes, oh, wait, are you guys 21? <laughs> very nice girl. Very, very nice girl. Uh, made my evening, made my year. Uh, so that was, that was a lot of fun. Had a good time with Pastor Kyle, so I appreciate that. All right, let's jump into it. Uh, there's me up there, plus all the beautiful people uh, with me. Uh, so I'm Seth. Um, you can see it right up there. I'm from Bad Axe, Michigan. Uh, Michiganders, we uh, use our left hand as our map, you know, show people where we're from. So if you look at the middle of the thumbnail is where Bad Axe is from. And I try to enunciate that correctly. Uh, <laughs> So I normally don't, you know, whatever. Uh, my wife, Lon Lon, she's from the country of Myanmar. Uh, you probably know that's uh, former country of Burma. So she was born and raised. And can you see what we're all holding, all five of us? Yeah? Blue USA passports. My wife, Lon Lon, she just um, took her citizenship test February 1st. Thankfully, Abigail didn't come till February 4th. Uh, but yeah, that was a little bit of a stressful time. But uh, she was sworn in as a citizen after passing her test uh, March 23rd. And then last month in April, she got her USA passport. And so uh, we are set to go, uh, Lord willing. We have our tickets in hand just as of last week. So hopefully July 18th. It's a Monday, in case you're wondering. It's 56 days. But who's counting? I am. Jason, he's eight years old. Noah's five. Um, yeah, our dear Abigail was born April 4th. Um, I was thinking we were going to have just the two boys 
and so very blessed to have uh, the daughter that I always wanted. Um, when we're in Asia, we reside in the city of Chiang Mai. It's in northern Thailand, about three million people, just a little bit bigger than Bad Axe. Um, second largest city in Thailand after Bangkok. Um, yeah, oh, one thing I w wanted to tell you, just so you kind of know, like, my backstory and where it, you know, where all of this story uh, leads from. Uh, I'm one of 21 kids. And you say, wow. Uh, my parents adopted 18 children from five different nations. Uh, I was in second grade when I was invited or dragged along uh, to Haiti when they were finishing the um, adoption of two sisters, um, and then they moved on to South Korea, and then um, Ethiopia, Vietnam, and 10 of the 18 children are from all over the USA. Uh, so my brother and I, biological children, we were the only Caucasian children in our entire family. Seriously. So, um, yeah, just a little bit about me. Uh, my wife is one of 10 biological children. That's the mother you need to feel sorry for. Oh my goodness, 10 biological. Uh, so, yeah, we are with uh, Free Methodist World Missions now for seven years. Um, our primary role, uh, at least for me, is event planning, um, hosting teams when they come. Uh, before COVID, I had you know anywhere from six to eight, usually, teams in one year. Um, really love that because that's where it started for me um, in 2006, 16 years ago. It was just a three-week short-term visa, you know, free Methodist uh, short-term trip, exploratory trip, and it changed my life. So I really have a passion for leading people and showing people and making them eat all this different food and all of that. Right, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then In Better Hands. I'm going to share all about In Better Hands with you this morning. Um, this sweet girl is from Cambodia. She's actually available for sponsorship through In Better Hands, if anybody's interested. Um, anybody guess how old she is? Man, that was a good guess. Who... who Good job. Uh, Ten years old, and she's also advertising that In Better Hands is also ten years old this month. So just really thankful for that. Um, this was actually my wife and I's uh, first baby that we that we birthed. Um, In Better Hands, uh, we started everything. We we founded the name and the logo and the five hundred one c three paperwork and. Uh, we run in better hands. Um, so just really thankful for the Lord's leading over 10 years. Um, so yeah, like I said, um, in 2006, 16 years ago, uh, we were departing Indianapolis, where the headquarters are at. Our flight was bound for Bangkok, Thailand. Um, other than Haiti, I had never been out of the U.S., and I knew nothing about child or human trafficking. Um, and so, you know, I was with my teammates here, and we were talking, and a couple of people in front of us that we didn't know, they were talking, and finally my buddy asked the guy in front of him, and he said, so what are you going for, uh, to Thailand for? And he responded, and I'll never forget this, what every other guy goes to Bangkok for. And of course me, I said, oh, that's great, you're going to be a missionary too. 
Well, I learned <laughs> over time that uh, he was not going to Bangkok to be a missionary. And that's why I got the strange look from him. But I, he I heard and read this quote 16 years ago, and it stuck with me. Uh, Will William Wilberforce, he, of course, was uh, abolitionist against the African slave trade, and he said that you may choose to look the other way, but you can never again say that you did not know. And that just stuck with me after all that I saw, and actually it wasn't very much 16 years ago, but I thought it was like I saw so much. You know, I saw some labor trafficking and sexual trafficking and um, the stuff I've seen and heard and I'm still learning today. You know, there's even organ trafficking. I mean, it's... it's um, it can be a bad, bad situation out there for a lot of uh, vulnerable people. But um, you may choose to look the other way, but you can never again say that you did not know. And so I pray that, uh, you know, after you hear the presentation and you see our work, um, that you too are changed and, and you decide to do something about it. Um, here are some global statistics. Um, as you know, there's trafficking right here in Washington. We're, we have, um, you know, we're close to water, um, close to Canada, Michigan. We have our Great Lakes, close to Canada. There's always trafficking when you're in those situations. Um, but globally, every 26 seconds, somewhere a child is trafficked. Isn't that horrific? Currently, there's an estimated 46 million children that are trafficked today and enslaved today. Um, average price of a slave today is only $90, and we see it, you know, much lower than that, oftentimes in, in Southeast Asia. And human trafficking generates over $100 billion. It's the fastest-growing illegal enterprise in the world. Um, the vision for In Better Hands is to provide a safe, loving Christian environment and to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, so In Better Hands, maybe you've heard about holistic ministries. Um, we view In Better Hands as a holistic ministry, and we're really happy about that. Um, so physically, we take care of um, children and, and widows. Um, emotionally, intellectually, making sure that they're in school. In fact, that's a requirement for the children that we sponsor. They have to be in school. If they drop out or if they're forced by their parents to drop out of school and start working, um, they, they lose their sponsorship. And it's only happened once or twice, um, but we find that it's, you know, crucial that children stay in school um, to hopefully end the cycle of abuse and trafficking and poverty. Um, so we, we expect them to be in school. And of course, uh, spiritually, okay? Uh, it was August uh, last year, August of 21, we were in Michigan, we had just finished a church service, and both Lon Lon and my phones were, were buzzing, and we got them out, and we kind of looked at each other, and I had a, a feeling that we were getting messages from Myanmar, and uh, Mary I, she was 14 years old, she died from COVID. Um, but praise the Lord, uh, she knew Jesus, she had, been ex she had accepted Jesus, she had been baptized, and we know where she's at today. Um, so we're just really thankful that uh, we have a holistic ministry and the spiritual aspect of it is right at the top of the list um, for the ministry that we do with these children. So here's an updated map 
of where we work with In Better Hands in Southeast Asia. Um, you can see Nepal is up there, uh, Myanmar, where Lonlon's originally from, Thailand. You'll see that little star in northern Thailand. That's where my family lives. So it's very central, um, centrally located uh, for our work in Southeast Asia. And then Cambodia. And then, uh, yeah, just coming up probably in the next couple months, uh, we're going to be adding a country, Lord willing, to this map. So that's really exciting. Um, I had conversations just yesterday about that with, uh, with my boss uh, from Free Methodist World Missions. I'm just really excited about that. Um, so Myanmar, Thailand, Cambodia are considered Buddhist countries. It's over 95% Buddhist. Um, in all the countries we work in, it's 1% or less uh, registered Christians in these countries. So this is a Buddhist temple that you would go into, almost like a, you know, a sanctuary here, you go into it in Thailand. And then in Myanmar, they have uh, Buddhist pagodas that you're, you don't go inside it, but you actually worship the golden image itself. Um, so that's Buddhism. Uh, this picture I snapped in Bangkok years ago. Uh, he says, free the birds for your happiness and your good luck. One box is 100 baht, so it's like $3. Um, so you buy this, he's happy. Uh, you know, you let the little finch go from the box. Um, as you're walking away, it flies around a couple times, come, comes back to the guy, trained to come back to the guy, puts it back in the box and resells it to the next silly foreigner. Uh, but that's, that's karma, and thank God that... Um, we don't have to worry about, you know, moving up and down a ladder, right? Doing things like this and, and you move up a rung or you do something bad, you move down. Thankfully, we have Jesus Christ. Um, but this is what we're up against in Southeast Asia, um, the thinking and the Buddhism. And, and it's a really strong, uh, it's a stronghold in Southeast Asia. So I want to... Um, walk you through our different uh, models of ministry within In Better Hands. Um, so we have hope for the child, hope for the widow, hope for the village, and hope for the baby. So it's all under In Better Hands, but these are different models of ministry. Uh, so let me share with you um, first, just a little bit of, about hope. Um, like I said, our belief and our hope as Christians is in Jesus. It's not in um, things like karma or doing good, good works. Um, so love believes in hope because our hope is not in our circumstance. It is in Jesus who is love. Um, second, hope looks forward with expectancy, um, knowing that what is happening now, or especially over the last two years with COVID, right, is not the end of the story. So thankfully, we have our hope in Jesus, and, you know, we can get through COVID, and we can get through difficult times, and, um, you know, our, our desire is to plant the seed of hope in the children and the widows that we minister to and eventually the, the babies that grow into children and young adults. Um, plant that seed of hope so that, you know, when they reflect, oh my goodness, you know, my mother tried to abort me or, you know, I was abandoned on a park bench as a baby, you know, until In Better Hands came along or I was sold or trafficked or you know, sexually abused and, you know, so that they have hope and they can get past um, their current circumstance or something that even happened to them uh, when they were young. 
Um, because we have this hope in Jesus, we are compelled to love others, uh, treat them with kindness, and hope all things for them and with them. And that's where I see in better hands coming into play. Um, you know, and just knowing uh, that we can help plant that seed of hope and provide um, a better future for them. So, yeah, let me walk you through this. Hope for the child. This was the very first model of ministry that we started with 10 years ago. Um, basically, uh, and this was the very first Bible verse that, that kind of jumped out to me and, and that we stuck with for the ministry. James 1.27 says that religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep yourself from being polluted by all the bad things in the world. Um, but basically, these are children. This was a reactive approach um, to the epidemic of something bad had already happened to them and they needed a safe place. And so that's why we formed uh, this model of ministry. Um, you'll notice that every single uh, home ends in the word family. Um, I know in my particular family, um, it was my mother that always said, you know, to every new of the 18 children coming in, she said, this is your new forever family. And that always stuck with me. And so we, we integrated that right from the beginning into our ministry. Um, you know, it's not an orphanage home or um, even a safe place or, you know, we don't tell the children that. Um, we want to make sure that uh, we sort of, uh, you know, press that, that they're in a new, new, new forever family. And you'll see that every family has a, a Bible verse um, linked to their family. Um, hope for the widow. So obviously, um, these are people that have lost their spouse, but also people that uh, have not had children, or maybe their children died, or for some reason there's... Um, you know, they're estranged from children and their, fam their biological, you know, relatives do not financially support them in their older age. Um, so Isaiah 1.17 says, Learn to do good, seek justice, reprove the ruthless, and defend the orphans, plead for the widow. Um, so in Nepal, they're not all pictured here, but we currently have 19 widows that we sponsor and support financially just so that they can eat um, rice and basic daily food every day um, so that they're not going hungry and they're not being missed or overlooked by the world. Um, and also so that it's not a strain on the local church that was formerly, you know, kind of overlook, overseeing them and, and helping them a little bit as they could. Um, these are all free Methodist um, people that we've partnered with. So those were all free Methodists from Nepal all free Methodists from uh, Myanmar. We have two dozen uh, people, so these are just a few faces in Myanmar. Um, I don't have any photos uh, to show you this morning uh, from Thailand, but we have a couple widows in Thailand as well. Um, hope for the village. This really got me excited uh, four years ago when we started this model of ministry. It's a proactive approach to the epidemic of, of child trafficking and abuse. So before something bad happens, um, we intervene. So I'll explain it here in a second. Uh, Psalm 82.3 says, Defend the cause of the weak and the fatherless. Maintain the rights of the poor and the oppressed. So basically, um, you know, we assist the children and the families um, with food, education, medical care, um, just their basic needs. 
um, proactive approach, making sure they're not abused or trafficked to the best of our ability. Um, so basically, they live with some kind of bi biological relative, but oftentimes it's not mother and father. It might be one or the other, or a grandparent, or an aunt. Um, so I just want to show you this. Um, and I know like from my experience, um, growing up with 18 adopted, um, as they get a little bit older, they, they really, even though you provide the loving home environment and different things and you're keeping them safe, and um, if at all possible, they can stay with a biological relative, that's where they want to be, right? Um, even if you're dirt poor and living in one of these houses in Cambodia, for instance, look at these houses, um, they want to be, and we all want to be with biological relatives if, if at all possible and deemed safe. Um, in this particular village, uh, when we entered the village, it's, it's miles from the closest uh, elementary school and high school. And so all the children in the village, they weren't attending school. They were young kids, teenagers, but they were working with their parents in the fields um, because they're subsistence farmers. And they, you know, for one, it was just really too difficult for them and, and unsafe for them to, to walk or ride bicycles to school. And then honestly, they just need to farm and, and get on with life, right? No need for school. That was their thought. Um, so we purchased this truck and turned it into an Asian-style school bus. This is exactly what it uh, would look like in Asia. And we bus the, the children to and from school six days a week um, with our staff member uh, that we provide. And now the children in that village are being um, educated. Uh, this is a grandmother and a granddaughter. Um, so she looks after the granddaughter. It was her mother, the uh, grandmother's daughter, that she sold to a trafficker for $200 when she was 13 years old. And, you know, the, the lady is now nearly 30, still being trafficked, um, has two children, gave her daughter to her mother, the one that trafficked her. Um, we have no idea who... Uh, where the boy is, where her boy is. Um, she was given to somebody else. Um, but we basically looked at this situation and said, yeah, this really fits for Hope for the Village. Um, this granddaughter is certainly at risk of being sold, just like her mother was. Um, so we partnered with them. And, you know, the, the girl is just really thriving, and the grandmother doesn't feel pressured to sell her or you know, something bad um, because she's um, having the financial needs met through, through our sponsorship. Um, so things like that and people seeing what Christianity is in this Buddhist country, um, these are parents that are baptized by our uh, Khmer uh, Free Methodist pastor in Cambodia. Um, people are coming to know Jesus Christ through our, our work and, and efforts. And then uh, just a year and a half ago, um, during covid we built this structure um, on the bottom. Uh, it's a classroom for uh, after-school tutoring, and then upstairs is a free Methodist church in that village. Uh, so in Asia, we call a hostel. Uh, we have one in Thailand. We have a couple in Myanmar. Here's a picture. Um, basically, all of these children come from villages, remote villages, um, where a school simply doesn't exist. Um, so you would have to leave the village, enter a larger um, city or community, 
have someone that you could live with and go to school there if you wanted an education. And so that's why we have these hostels um, in existence so that the children, again, um, can get a really good education. And then during a summer holiday, they have good parents and there's nothing wrong with the families. And so they go back to their biological relatives during summer break, but they live in the hostel during the school year. Um, here's uh, Firm Foundation Preschool. Um, train a child in the way to go and they will not depart from it, uh, Proverbs uh, 22, six. Um, so there is no other preschool in this village. So two, three, and four-year-olds before um, being ready to go to regular um, school in this, in this community um, were being left home alone and uh, just really unsafe uh, environments. We have a preschool there. So it's all under hope for the village. Uh, hope for the baby. Um, this model of ministry evolved over the last couple years. Um, super excited about it. Uh, Psalm 82.4 says, Rescue the weak and the needy and deliver them from the hand of the wicked. So in total, um, over the last couple years, we've rescued a total of seven babies. Um, Charlotte, baby Charlotte, was born on March 31st, um, just like six weeks ago. And she had a $400 price tag on her. The biological parents had a Chinese family picked out already. And, you know, who knows what the intentions were. Maybe they just wanted a baby or something worse. But can you imagine being sold as a baby? Um, two days just prior to that, baby Alice, different part of the country, different house parents heard about this. And it was a 16-year-old girl walked into the hospital. She was met at the door in the Buddhist country, Buddhist nation, by a Christian nurse. And she said, you know, let me help you. And it looks like you're due today and you're going to deliver today. And the 16-year-old girl said, I want an abortion. Okay, it was going to be a full-term abortion that day, the day she was delivered. Um, and so the Christian nurse contacted her Christian friend who knew these people, our Christian house parents. So our parents rushed off to the hospital to see if it was true and investigate it. And sure enough, it was. And... Another thing that my mother always said is adoption is an option, okay? Just putting it out there, it's an option um, for you to consider. And that's basically what happened here between the Christian nurse and our house parents. They said, you know, you're ready to deliver. If you just do this, deliver, meet your baby, but we'll raise your baby as our own. Our house parents actually have been trying to conceive and they haven't been able to. And so it was a big blessing to them that they now have a baby. Um, baby Wanda, uh, 12 days ago, was born and had a price tag on her. Uh, again, placed in one of our safe homes. So that's hope for the baby. That's seven babies that have been rescued from abandonment, abortion, you know, possible abortion, and, uh, you know, almost being sold before we could intervene. Uh, so a couple years ago, just over two years ago, um, I was on the Holy Land trip with... Uh, Bishop Matt, and I took this photo um, at the Garden of Gethsemane, and I learned during that trip that this tree, this olive tree, is over 2,000 years old. And this is where Jesus was, and he prayed, and he had his friends and disciples with him, and he asked them to stay awake and stay alert and pray with him. And so I throw this in here just to ask you to please pray for us and pray for In Better Hands, pray for the stories that you've heard this morning and the children that have been um, rescued and, 
And yeah, just stay with us and pray for us. That would mean a lot. Um, so just a couple of different ways um, to bless in better hands. And so one, um, on my table outside, and I'll be available to talk and um, answer any questions you have, but it's called Hope Partner, okay? If you haven't noticed yet, kind of our theme for our ministry is hope. So a hope partner is basically someone that just gives either a one-time or a monthly, any size gift. I have people that sign up at $10 a month, but consistently over years, it's really a blessing. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it would just be a, a really big blessing if you could just give non-designated general funds through Hope Partner. The second way that you could get involved in our ministry, um, and as of uh, the first service, baby Wanda was available for sponsorship, but she's now um, sponsored. Praise the Lord. And that's a, that's a $100 a month commitment for a baby because that's what it takes to minimally in Myanmar, you know, in countries like this, to, to raise a baby. Um, but our general sponsorship uh, for any general um, older child that we have is $35 a month. It, it, it you know, pays, first of all, for their education, second of all, leftover funds for food, and then something new that we started at January 1st this year, and I love it, is an annual birthday present and an annual Christmas present because they deserve it. Um, so $35 a month. As of this morning, I had roughly 30 children that were available for sponsorship. And just in talking with people after service, I think there's three or four people that said they will sign up online. So if they do, that's awesome. And I'm down to, you know, maybe 25 or 26 children. Um, so it would just be a blessing if, if you would want to sign up to sponsor a child and, you know, just help provide hope for these 25, 26 children. Um, so yeah, hey, Christine, Christina, you want to you wanna stand? That's awesome. So on the, on the table out back, and I have one up here too, so there's watermelon color, there's blue jean color, there's a black, um, and then a turquoise one, whatever they call that color. But uh, again, it's, it's hope. Um, in the middle of the O shows the four countries that we work in. That's what that picture is. And then website and uh, logo on the back. Um, $25, every single dollar that's given through t-shirts, Hope Partner, sponsorship, every dollar that's given to In Better Hands goes towards the kids. My family, we're supported through Free Methodist World Missions. We have to raise our own funds for that, like any other missionary. But still, our needs are met through Free Methodist World Missions. What I'm doing this morning, yes, is pleading with you, uh, to support In Better Hands because I am passionate about the children, the babies, the widows that we support through In Better Hands. Um, but, you know, anything you give to In Better Hands, it's not financially benefiting me or my family or any other U.S. We have no paid staff, U.S. We only have Asian paid, you know, country directors and the school bus driver and whatnot. Um, so just be reassured that every dollar given to In Better Hands goes to the children. And, yeah. Thank you for your time this morning. I'm happy to, yeah. I, did I pressure him enough on the t-shirts? I don't know if I did. Like I told the first service that you have to buy a $25 t-shirt if you want to come back and enjoy the food this afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really don't want to take any back to Michigan. So if you want to buy a t-shirt and bless the ministry, I would really appreciate it.
There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good way good. to look at it. $25 for lunch and a t-shirt. That's awesome. Incredible. Yeah. Let's, can we <laughs> say thank you, thank you to Seth? Thank you.